Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hi everyone and welcome to Club Live here at Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. We are live on YouTube tonight. So if you get comments and um, questions, we might even answer a couple of questions tonight because I was looking through the agenda today and there wasn't very much in the world of Rangers this week. So we may have a chance to ask some questions. So if you put them in the comments, Carney will maybe put a star against them, we'll try and answer them. But before I introduce my guests, if you could like and subscribe to the channel, to support the podcast, to reach the next level, you can join the channel for as little as 99p. And thank you to all our channel members. You can also buy the podcast a coffee the, or the join the Coffee Buy membership via buymeacoffee.com. Again, thanks to all the coffee buyers and coffee membership legends. All the links are in the description below. So tonight we have a full house. I wasn't here on Tuesday. I was... Um, what came up? Walking for, for another podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I'd been there. Uh, I no, I was away in Exeter. Unfortunately, <laughs> I didn't want to say that. I can't. Uh, <laughs> absolute lies. That'll 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 spread a rumor now that Ali twenty-two is now. What what podcast is he going to now? Eh? Uh, but no, the the window hasn't opened, so I can't join on our podcast yet. So that'll be hmm. after June. So aye, hmm. stay tuned. But anyway. Introducing our guest, first of all, Mr. Scott Carney. Are you looking to transfer me into summer then, Carney? Is that what it is? No, mate, I think you're looking for the outdoor yourself, mate. Let's not be <laughs> coy about this. And you can, lads, you can blatantly tell that Ali didn't listen to our podcast from Tuesday night. because <laughs> you got I'm not yet, there. no. No, I, I knew you wouldn't, I knew you wouldn't, mate, so you got a few there. No, good evening, everybody. Good evening, chat. It is the weekend again. We've got a game against Aberdeen coming up. Slightly more exciting than it probably um, would be if it was a... Uh, 
any other game really, but only slightly, very slightly. Uh, and yeah, we've got to look ahead to it as much as as much as we possibly can just now. But it's already uh it's already an eye on next week job, really. Yes, and next, the main man of the podcast, Scott Gemmel. How are you today, Scott? Evening, everyone. Yes, eh, I'm doing well. Another nice day today in the west of Scotland, so I've been enjoying the sun. It's very, it's very it's the, sun, the, the sun's hitting me in my forehead. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'll need to pull my blinds down. So, uh, no, that's the, it's, the, it's, the, it's the bat signal from the other podcast, mate, that's calling you to them. <laughs> so it's landing right on your forehead. Yeah, so as I go and pull my blind down, I will, last but not least, it is Ryan Haymarch. Very professionalist podcast, isn't it, Ryan? Very professional, yes, very professional. It's going well, mate. Hi, how you doing, Ali? See you later. Um, good evening. <laughs> good evening, everyone. Um, are the rumours true, Ali? Like, we can all have a, a laugh and a joke, but the rumours I heard were that Carly tried to get rid of you, but no other podcast would take you. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think some podcasts would possibly take me, to be honest. You never know. I think the main one they would go for is Scotia, if I'm being honest. I think he's the he's the main one from the podcast that we'd all be going for. I'm probably quite far down the list, if I think about it, I think you're maybe above me in the podcast. I would say you're probably fifth. Fifth? Was Jamie Lowe before me as well? <laughs> Just anything. <energy. laughs> Tommy? <laughs> ah, I know, I know, I know. But um, no, even your cousin yeah. as well. What's that? Oh, I David. Even Cardi's cousin as well. David was on a podcast at the very early so days. So he was. Very very early days. Yeah, Skype yeah. days. I think back when I was sitting in, um, in my, I back when I God, like, I have such a long time ago. It feels like forever ago. <laughs> yeah, no, there's been a few, but um, anyway, we're not here to talk about me going to other podcasts and all that. We're here, <laughs> we're here to talk. We're here to talk about Rangers. So let's. I'll get straight into it. Pretty much as we're getting closer and closer to the end of the season, um, folk are running their contracts down. The newest rumour that I've I've heard this week, and it was kind of not rubbish for Michael being on the press conference, but he said he's not really heard much about it. Um, Scotia, I'll come to you. Brian Kent to Burnley. Now, Burnley have clinched promotion to the Championship. Um, Vincent Company's a manager. He's been touted actually to leave them, possibly, um, for another job. What's your thoughts on it, Scotia? Now, uh, Burnley, for me, before you jump in, aren't the Burnley under Sean Dyche that people think where they set up a, if you can imagine, a Kilmarnock company I because they actually play football, they play decent football. If he wants to go somewhere... I think it's a decent fit for him because I don't think he's going to get much better than Burnley. What's your thoughts on it? Uh, we briefly touched on this as well in the pod on um, Tuesday night, so I might repeat some of the stuff I said then. But yeah, for me, I've kind of got to the stage now with Kent that it's, uh, he's, he's going. I don't see him staying around. He's, what, 26 years old, so he's probably... This is his last really big move that he can make for four or five seasons because after that, in the position he plays, players like that tend to kind of you know, deteriorate and drop down in value. Um, so I think he probably will want to go there. Like you say, Burnley getting promotions, so that's them up playing in the Premier League. I think Kent would have ambitions of playing in the Premier League. And like you say, Burnley, yeah, decent enough side um, under um, company. Certainly, like you say, better than they were to watch under under Sean Dyche, although Sean Dyche did manage to keep them in the Premiership for a very long time when he was there. So, um, no, I think it would be a decent move for Ryan Kent. I mean, 
Uh, he's not been he's not been great this season. He's got three goals, ten assists so far this season, and his numbers apart from the fifty five season last this last season he wasn't too bad. He got three goals and nineteen assists. So you know he was contributing quite a bit in terms of the assists there, but um, it's, it's just not enough for me. And like I said on Tuesday night, for the that price tag is seven and a half million pounds, seven million pounds. I think we we would be expecting more from him. Although he does offer us some certain things that maybe gets overlooked when you look just purely at his stats. But time for him to move on. And I think Burnley, yeah, would be a decent fit, close down to you know where his family will be. What his family from down south London, sorry to be. Yeah, so he'll be close. Yeah, he'll be closer, closer there. I like he said no idea that <laughs> just threw that out. There's I've got like... no clue. No, I can honestly <laughs> not a clue. On your Wikipedia now, scores you'll find the board. I was just well, you know, he's got his. You know, that's the one unfortunate thing actually about Kent leaving. There'll be no more Kenny Casper Kent Kenny Twitter stories kicking about. That was fun that night. That was fun. That was fun. Kenny Ryan Kenny, I, I think we're all. I think we're all of the same opinion now that he's. He looks like he's going to go, similar to Goldson in the way we kind of resigned ourselves to him going. You never know because the Goldson thing told us um, <laughs> stranger things can happen. But I just get a feeling with Ryan Kent, he's run his course for Angels, and I think Burnley's a decent fit for him. Being honest, it's yeah, it's looking um, more and more likely that I think that he will leave, mate. When the more the rumours go on, I think Bill's comments today were uh, were slightly interesting in terms of. He said it's not a case of trying to persuade them, it's more they need to make sure that they're on the right page as each other. And I'm like, hmm, you could read between the lines there and take that either way. You really could take that either way. But I took it as I think he's got one eye on the exit door. Um, he's got one eye on the exit door. There's a lot of people saying in the chat that Kent's from Oldham, very quick Wikipedia. Everybody. Nowhere near London. <laughs> I don't even know where Oldham is. <laughs> That's how, That's I don't, honestly. It's up in northwest, isn't it? Is it? Well, honestly, I mean, you, yeah. you could have told me it was I'll be Wales close to Burnley then, Scotia. So you're right, yes, close to Burnley. Oh, there you go. Well, there you go. See, Scotia, that's why you're on this podcast, mate. Facts. That's exactly it. Um, but no, I, 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 it's one of those things. We can't. Um, there's the more that the season has kind of dwindled away, and that there wasn't the wee holding on to the last hope of us being nine points behind and you never know, something could happen. Obviously, the last old firm put, pretty much put the nail in the season for us and finished it off. You are starting to look at players slightly differently, I think, because you're like, right, well, we have to win the league next year. So it's even more so than what, what we usually are. Um, I say I know I'm always a wee bit more sentimental than than the rest of um the rest of everyone not pointing any elbows or anything like that. Not pointing any elbows or anything like that. Uh, but I think it's it's probably time for for Kent to go. Uh, it wasn't impressive in that old form, mate. And ever since then, it seems to have gathered pace that he looks like to be leaving. So, um, yeah. Burnley, hi. Might be a good fit for him. Maybe not. We'll, we'll need to wait and see if he can, if he be like, be able to cope it in the, in the Premier League. Um, where's Vincent Company going? Chelsea or something? I'm not sure he was linked with something. It could have been Chelsea. I just seen he was linked to another job today. Yeah. He was a four man shortlist or something. Could have been Chelsea, to be honest. Yeah, and I know we're obviously yeah. a Rangers podcast, but just quickly, Harry Maguire, by the way. Oh my goodness. Uh, I'll leave that there. Um, I've never seen them like it. But yes, Ryan Kent, mate, where we were initially. Yes, Ryan Kent. I don't know why that came to my head. Yeah, I think it's probably I think it's probably time for him to it's probably time for him to go on. I think that 
never say never. Obviously, you can never really say never, but it does look inc- increasingly likely, um, which is um, as what it is. See, I think Ryan, I think it was you that made the comment. It might have been Scotia the other night that said we have this fear of not being able to replace a £7 million player within us, and if he goes, who are you going to get? Um, I think, was that you, Ryan, that said that? Yeah, it was. Yeah, Ryan, Ryan was yeah, spot yeah. on with that. Uh, he was spot on when I went, well, actually, that's exactly the way I feel, um, and he is right. It's that fear of if he goes, who are you going to get? But that's not for us to worry about, really. It's probably up to the, the recruitment team to worry about that. But, yeah. Hi. Yeah, Ryan, you've said, and Brian in the comments has just said here that Kent shouldn't start in the semi-final, never never play against them anyway. I think you've said this in a previous podcast that you wouldn't start Ryan Kent in that semi-final going forward. I know we'll touch on that next week, but what's your thoughts on Ryan Kent now? Do you, do you just see him, think he's checked out now? I think I think he's probably checked out before these, these kind of rumours broke, if I'm being honest. I kind of had that body language about himself this time last year where we were saying the same about Joe Rebo. We're saying he looks as if he's checked out. You can see it, and players, players, um, the way they carry themselves on the pitch. If if that is the case, I wouldn't play Ryan Kent again for for the rest of the season. I don't see the point in doing it. He's not going to be committing himself to tackles the way he would have done if he was staying. And it's a case, and I've nothing against him. He's small and tight to sign sign up with someone else because he's no contract and he's run it down. But we've got to think of Rangers. Rangers first and foremost. Bowling Ryan Kent. Shake his hand, thank you very much, and, and move on. And we get we bring someone else in, and that's where we've got to be. It's got to be ruthless. I, I, there is no time for sentimentality with, with this Rangers team. Like I said, it would be a case of me just shaking his hand and saying thanks very much. But to say that would I play him in the semi final? What's the point? He never turned up at Parkhead, so why would I play him in the semi final anyway? Yeah, no, I know that there's there's arguments for it. So I assume everyone here tonight, if they had the choice of Ryan Kent staying next season, doesn't matter about what contra, but the choice is he either stays or he goes. Carney, for you. Uh, I think his contract's going to be too big, mate. Have I take the contract out of it? Take the contract out of it. It's, it's still probably time for him to go, yeah. Okay, Scotia. Yeah, I think he goes. I think we need a wee bit of freshness in that up in that left hand side. Ryan, I'm not going to come to you because I know your answer. <laughs> you give me your answer. <laughs> <laughs> nah, um, yeah, you've, I think this Rangers team need broken up. I think the identity of yeah. this Rangers team need broken up. He's a big part of it. Um, great memories, but it's time for him to move on and us to move on away from him. Yeah, I, I agree. I think we, we've swithered several times in this podcast this season. I think. I think me and you, Ryan, have said for the start that we would get rid of Morelos and Ryan Kent quite early doors. And I've kind of swithered in Kent when Beal got a tune out of him, if you want to say, but I've come back again and I probably should have listened to myself at the beginning because I agree, I think we need to refresh the team. And I think Beal knows we need to refresh the team going forward. See, see, because I said Kent, I think Kent should leave, does that mean I now have to say that Morelos should stay? Is that the way this works? No. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, but sticking with rumours and um, Ryan, I'll come back to you. Hadji, I've seen this week, and he's been linked with a couple of teams, and obviously the Turkey connection is an obvious one, but Celtic Eagle was one that I've seen this week. 
he's a weird one, Hadji. He's yeah. weird because he's a brand. See if you just took Hadji as a player, right? Just as a player and he didn't have this brand. I'd get rid of Hadji, never would. Hadji's a good player. I just since he's come back, he's not really had a chance. I think he's miles away. I think he's a pre-season under him. But he has a brand. <laughs> he's the biggest brand in, in Romania. He's he's on all the Pepsi cans. He's worth money as a brand. What would you do with Hadji in the summer? Do you think if somebody came in and offered us decent money, I'm going to just throw a figure out there, five million, for instance, would you take it and move Hadji on and then put that in another player to come in? Because I think we're a wee bit top-heavy in his position at the moment. Yeah, it's a shame for Hadji because of injury got. <clears throat> I think he's kind of... There's a, there's a kind of sense of damage goods about him because it was a cruciate. You worry that he doesn't recover from that. It's a big gamble for us to put that, invest time in that. We don't have time. We have to win that league and win trophies next year. And I think it's just a shame for the way it's worked out with Hadji. If an offer came in, I would take I would take the money back for Hadji. I would if we got three, three and a half, whatever it was, I would take that because I think it's a gamble not to. And I think we will get that if if because of you as you say his name, he is a brand. Um I would definitely cash in on him. I think it's just a shame the way it's worked out. And Hadji's also been a player who, even when he was fit, at times I could see it, and then other times just he flattered to deceive for me. And I know Scotia rated him, so he probably won't agree with me there, but the the, the Braga moments, and they, they were very few and far between for me. And yes, there was always promise there, but I think this injury, unfortunately, probably cost, cost him his place in the team and any kind of future going forward now that Beal's in because I think Beal I get the impression he's looking for players who are ready to go now and the amount of injuries we've had mate I just, if there's some sort of offer on the table I would personally take it Yeah and folk in the comments, I'm saying 5 million I'm just pumping a figure in the air I'm not saying Hadji's worth 5 million I'm just hypothetically if somebody came there I'm with Ryan, even if somebody offered in the region of 3, get your money back on I wouldn't move more on Carney, we've both had a, not a laugh about Hadji, but he's probably the slowest 21-year-old we've ever seen in their life. It's like, he's like unbelievable. He's like running in quicksand half the time. He is very intelligent, which makes up for his lack of pace. But are you in the same camp as me and Ryan that if we could move Hadji on this summer, you would? He's got to be considered an asset, Um purely based on his age alone. And he's, he's as you mentioned, mate, the brand. And he signed a new contract as well. Yeah, and I think I think I think Galatasaray would pay you five million every day of the week for him, mate. Like their their fans are desperate to have him. They they feel like it's some weird form of destiny that he's going to end up playing there. Um, so yeah, I, I do. I I feel sorry for Hadji. I do. Um, and Curry Curry Munchen made a good point in the comments there. It's away now, but I actually went. That's a good point. Before Hadji got injured, we weren't exactly singing his praises either. We weren't particularly impressed with the performances that he was putting in. Look, the, the injury he could come back a different player. Like he definitely is. He's nowhere near. He's literally in his pre-season right now. If that makes sense, um, he's nowhere near the standard that he needs to be. Um, and he is remarkably slow <laughs> when even for a guy like the like the build of him and everything you just wouldn't think it but he is remarkably slow I think he's a very intelligent football player but I think it might be one of these ones where the injuries kind of hampered his chance to really kick on at Rangers and sometimes that's football unfortunately sometimes you have to go look it's just not really worked out this time I wish nothing 
nothing bad for the guy. I think he's uh, he's got a good head on his shoulders. He's very intelligent when he talks. You can hear it. He loves the football. I think he loves the club. I don't think he would be in any great rush to really move on because I think he'll probably feel he's got kind of unfinished business at Rangers. Um, however, we have to look at assets and in order to to fund and to balance out the books of what we are bringing in, then he might be one that may need to be kind of sacrificed and kind of moved on. Five, but I say five millions, uh, it's probably a bit too much for what Hadji's probably worth, but I think Galatasaray will pay it. So I think if Celta Vigo was the other club that he was linked yeah. with, it can only be a good thing if there's two teams interested because it will start a bit of a, a bidding war. And if... If Rangers put the word out to Galatasaray that he is there to be sold, um, I know every player's there to be sold, you know what I mean, but if they're actively looking for offers on him, um, then yeah, I can't see the, can't see him not agreeing terms to go there. Um, I would I would put money on if he was leaving, that's exactly where he's going to go. But uh, it's going to be an interesting summer to see if he, he if he's, he's, he's kind of sticking around. Um, I think we'll know quite early on the way Bill's talking, what he does plan to do with the squad. Um but I think in terms of an asset and in terms of getting money back on him, if it was going to be four or five million, I would I'd be looking to move him on. However, in the same boat, Ryan Kent leaving might save his bacon at Rangers. Yeah, possibly. I just I just look at I agree in terms of we've got certain assets that we could potentially cash in in the summer to then reinvest in other players. He falls in there because the only other assets I really look at what we've got. I mean, Glenn Kamara is the obvious one. The only real other one is the two boys we've brought in in January. We're not going to be looking at selling them this summer, so I don't think we've got major assets. So, yeah, I, I, I would, I would, I would move Hadji on. Scotia, I've left you to last Sorry, because CGM has CGM has made a point as well. We keep forgetting Lawrence is there as well. Like you can just completely forget that he's there. Um, that's another another hurdle that I think Hadji would need to, to overcome. Yeah, Lowry as well. I know Lowry's still injured, but I mean, yeah. Maybe you're going to get a chance. We've got Lowry Scotia. I've left you to um, last because I know Hadji's your man. Um, so mm-hmm. not you. happy with all this discussion I that you are having. I know you're not, know you're not <laughs> happy, Scotia. So I'm going to I'm going to bring you now. I'm going to bring you in now and let you have your say. Aye, right. Let's go. Um, for three million, not a chance. No, no way. Although I do think that three million, given that he's been out injured for just over a year, really isn't that bad an offer, but I think he's better than that. He's worth more than that. If someone came in and offered five million, like you've banded out there, I'd start considering it because, like you say, he is one of our only saleable assets. However, this is all based on the assumption you said that we were top-heavy up there. Tillman's not our player yet. <laughs> you know, everyone, sometimes people forget also that. Tillman's not our also player. Point. Yeah, um, yeah Kent, Kent could go away. Lawrence, like, like CGM had put there, Carney, yeah, he's still injured. He won't be back till next season. It's been the first serious injury he's had in his career. He's 29 years old, so he's five years older than Hadji. Hadji's in a longer contract as him as well. That What's to say that Lawrence won't come back of a lesser player than he was? So all of a sudden, that happens. Hadji's away, Kent's away. We've not signed Tillman. Suddenly, we're really short up there. So I think the offer that if Hadji's going to go in the summer, the offer needs to be £5 million plus for me, um, for him to go. Um, otherwise, I'd keep him around because, like um, Carney says, there, this is at the moment. This is his pre-season. I think he's had um, what six appearances since he's come back from injury, and like they've been thirteen minutes, forty-five minutes against um, Partick Thistle. I think he got was the maximum that he's played so far. Um, so this is just him 
leading into the team. I don't think we'll see much of Hadji until after the Old Firm game next week. That's when I maybe expect to see him getting, you know, increasing to 45 minutes, 60 minutes of game time. Um, so, no, I would, unless the offer's five million plus, I'd be keeping him around. That's where I stand. Scotia, does that, is that, obviously you're a Hadji fan. Well, we all are kind of, but not as much as you. But does that concern you how, how little time Hadji has had? Because it has surprised me that he's not had more game time since he came back. I know we're trying to ease him back, but I kind of expected Hadji to play a bit more of a part when, when Bill came in. Possibly, but an awful lot of the games that we were gearing up to, we were still in, up until the old firm game, the other two weeks ago, it was still a title challenge on, really, although we all kind of thought it was over. He still, so I think Bill couldn't do that. He couldn't use it games for a player like Hadji to come up to speed. And in those games, generally speaking, the boy that was playing in where Hadji would play, and if it was a Tillman, if it was you know, Cantwell, maybe playing a wee bit further, they were having good games. They weren't really needed to uh, coming off. And in Tillman's case, he was needing minutes as well. Quite recently, and plus one thing that we tend to forget as well, yeah, Hadji's slow, but I think we need to have a squad that can both compete and win the league domestically, but also then compete in Europe and things like that. And I think Hadji can do that in, in both leagues. And the attitude that Hadji, Hadji has is more players should be like Hadji in terms of how they how they speak to the press and how they and go about their business and you know training and stuff from the, all the things that I've seen and heard from him. I think he's quite a good example of a player to have around. Well said, Scotia. I think Hadji would be quite proud of you sticking up for his corner there and his father too. <laughs> is, is, his dad, dad uh, Georgie invited me over, Georgie. but I think his dad was going a wee bit mental because of some of the rumours going on. I've not read any of them, I've just seen a headline flash up on Twitter quickly. No, you'll so be welcome. You'll be welcomed in by the Hadji family at Christmas, Scotia. No problem. That was um, that's why I kept you on at last, Scotia, because I knew you would fight Hadji's corner and gave some good points. To be fair, I agree with you. I don't think we will really see Hadji till after that Old Firm game. I can't see him playing against Aberdeen up there after the the semi final. They are dead rubber games, so you can play Hadji in them. So I agree with that, but. Time will tell. We will find out what happens with Hadji. But that's not me saying I want to get rid of him. I hope Hadji comes back and he's been, he's brilliant to the end of the season and has a great pre-season and proves me wrong. But I just I just look at him and think I'd potentially move him on if the right, if the right offer came in. But moving on from that, um, diving a wee bit into the presser, we, were, um, we had an update today of players. Brian, I'll come to you. Ryan Jack, not seven to ten days, which is the usual one with Rangers players. Three to four weeks Ryan Jack is out for. We all had a wee chuckle in the group chat because none of us were surprised. It's not a laugh because it's under the Kamar Roof camp. His contract's up in the summer, Ryan. What do we do with Ryan Jack? I said he had to stay fit to the end of the season to give him a contract, and he's not. He's he's broken down again. To me, if... It'd be a page you play next year. I don't know if Ryan Jack would accept that, to be honest. I just do we cut ties with Ryan Jack next season. And I think he's one of our best midfielders when fit. It's, it's, this is a horrible one because I'm saying there's no sentimentality going forward and we need to we need to be ruthless. And I said I think I said it in the chat today as well. And then it's such a difficult one. I don't think I'll criticize the club, whatever way they go. And have you turned on this? Because I think I said maybe two months ago, I said, nah, we can't do this with Ryan Jack anymore. This, we can't do it. We need to let him go. And then he had a few games and he played well against 
I can't remember who it was. My memory's terrible, boys. Sorry, but he just played so well, filled in for Tav, and and you're like, right, that's why, that's why we should hold on to him. And I U turned and I said, yeah, we've got to hold on to him. And that's him out. That's him out again. And this will keep happening. This is Ryan Jack. Obviously, is obvious to anyone that he struggles with recovery or just staying fit in general. I am going to say let him go, and it's brutal. And I know I don't think I, I wouldn't criticise the club if they give him a contract, a one-year contract, or whatever they do. I won't criticise the club if they do it because I understand the reasons why. But I think Ryan Jack, we look at him as such a big player because we know what he's capable of, the big games, the big performances he's gave us, the role he plays in that midfield, which I always underlie that he fills in for Tav better than anyone. And I don't think we have a player that can do that. I think we struggle when we don't have a midfielder who knows how to drop into the pockets when Tav goes up the pitch. And that's something we need to now look at recruiting. We, I think we're desperate for a midfielder who can play right-hand side on that three. I don't think Raskin is enough. I think we need another midfielder and I think we need to plan without Ryan Jack and if he turns up fit or if he's fit for games then great let's see how it goes but there is no way Rangers can plan have a succession plan in place with Ryan Jack and it's it's it's, it's just it can, they can't do it. It's not feasible for us mate and um, unfortunately and I know it'll, it'll, it won't go down well because it'll, it'll kill him seeing him injured again I definitely would let him go, mate, unfortunately. Yeah, it's, it's difficult because I, I think he's up there as one of our best midfielders, but in the position he plays when he's fit, I think he, when he comes back for injuries, he kind of slots in as if he's never been there, which is a sign of a good footballer. But it's too many times for me now, and it's we don't we can't have players like that. Scotia, what, what's your thoughts on Ryan Jack now that he's broken down? Another thing I was thinking about today, Scotia, I know you're a Scotland fan, do you think Rangers would possibly say to him next season, look, if we're going to give you a year's contract next season, you need to sacrifice your um, international career. Now, I know he only played one game with Scotland when he was away, but I'd be looking at that with Ryan Jack um, about going to Scotland as well, because we all laugh when Ryan Jack goes to Scotland. We all go, oh, no, I hope he comes back fit. But do you think that could be a wee thing Rangers might slyly say to Ryan Jack? I know they kind of say you need to give up, but it's just a thought I had to do. Listen, it could be a conversation that the club and Ryan Jack will have. They, they may say, look, listen, you'll need to consider what you're doing in international duty. And now, then it's completely down to what Ryan Jack wants to do. Um, if he keeps on breaking down, and there's, when he'd done it at Aberdeen, although Aberdeen he was constantly breaking down, he wasn't out for as long a period that he's been out with for us. You know, And that's true with an awful lot of players that we, if you look at their injury history prior to coming to us, yeah, it's spotty. Some suddenly come to us and they're out for 20 plus games. Although in Ryan Jack's case this season, he's actually, it was only really the September-October period when he was out for about seven seven league games and a couple of the uh, Champions League games. I know he was injured over the World Cup break, but we weren't playing then, so it wasn't really an issue. So he's actually not missed as much football as I thought he had this season. Um, and Because I, I know we said, sort of coming towards the end of January, that this was the period that Jack needed to not get injured in this period um, for him to get offered a contract. And I've changed my mind because I would still be offering them a contract, I think. Um, my main reason behind that, you've kind of touched on of the, the type of player that he is. He's really good. Like you say there, I think you said it wrongly there, Ali. What you meant to say is that when he comes back out from injury, it's like he's never been away rather than he's never been there. But yeah, I think that that's what happens. And we've seen it last season when he came back with Lundstrom. Lundstrom upturned when Jack was back in the team. 
that's when he hit his purple patch. He's fitted in really well with Raskin, I think. And then one of the things I keep on harping on about is the need that we need to have eight players that are Scottish trained. Four of them need to be Rangers trained. So there you've got Divine King, McCrory and Lowry. Are you filling those other four spots with other youth team players? You've got Arfield, Jack, Suter and Wright, I think are the only four. Scottish players trained by other clubs that we've currently got. Jack goes, Arfield goes, you're down to two, so you're filling them with youth players that are keeping, maybe we sign a midfielder in summer, potentially keeping another sort of first team player out of Euro, Euro squad can cause a wee bit of discontent among the squads. I'd be keeping Jack around at least another year just because of, for that reason until we managed to replace him. If we'd done what Ryan had suggested and signed Lewis Ferguson before he went to Bologna, we'd maybe oh, be all right in there. Right. Oh, God. We've got, yeah, we've got a promo to come to soon as well, so I'm running slightly behind. But um, You're coming round, Scotia, you're coming round. That's another discussion. Um, Carney, I mean, Scotia, I mean, <coughs> says lots of good points. That's probably why he's number one in this podcast, to be honest, and probably way above me in transfer value in this podcast to go to other podcasts. I've left you last because Ryan Jack is your boy, Carney, so yeah, it's your chance to defend him. Yeah, well, obviously it's pretty disappointing when everybody was coming round to the idea of keeping them on and then as soon as he's announced he's injured, everybody's exactly back to exactly where they were at the start. Um, it's very unfortunate, I think, for Ryan Jack. Look, I, I'm i not doing this just because I like Ryan Jack or because I'm, I'm a fanboy. I have to agree with Scotia that he's worth keeping around because of this, the rule, the, the, the Scottish trained, Rangers trained players, whatever it is. Scotia knows the details of that better than I do. But it would be worth keeping him for that year. However, I don't think he... We can't go into next season with him being number one choice. If he's fit, though, however, he is every, in everybody's team. That's the thing. If he's fit, he plays. It's Raskin and Jack in the middle of the pitch. We all pick that. We would all pick that going forward. Um, obviously, it depends on who we recruit as well. But um, Jack has been he's been great, and it's a great partnership with him and Raskin. If he's signed for another contract, then it's going to upset some people. It's going to um, please others. Um, like me, obviously, because I want them to stay. But I can completely understand the argument now that we can't, we can't keep continuing on with the 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 saying of if we can keep them fit or if they stay fit, we we have to move away from that because it's not going to help us out in the long run. After someday Raskin's age, that looks like the same sort of ability as Jack, then of course we would need to go in and try and get a hold of them and try and get them to play. And really give kind of youth a chance, I suppose, in in that regard. But it's a it's a real difficult one. I, if if I if you were to ask me the question right now, I think he's staying. I think those. I think he will sign another contract. Um, I think he'll stay for another year. But it's it's still going to come with the caveat of um, he will be injured. He will get injured. It's just it's, it's inevitable that it will happen. There's nothing you can you can really do um, about it. And just quickly, I'll put this up. Caroline asked, new contract, if you had to pick between one, would you sign Jack or would you sign Arfield? Um, mine would be Ryan Jack. But, well, that's a tough one, but mine would be Ryan Jack. Yeah, no, it's, it's a difficult... As, before Ryan got Jack got injured there, I did say for next season, I would have kept Ryan Jack on a contract. But I did say I'd be looking at a replacement to come in the summer for Ryan Jack. And Ryan Jack would play a bit part next season, if you know what I mean. The other guy would come in as the main guy. So we will see what happens moving forward. But yes, we are slightly late for my favourite part of the show. And it is the 
Manscaped promo. It's time to mind your manholes with Manscaped. Everyone's aware by now that nose hairs are a major turn-off. That's why Manscaped upgraded to their brand new Weed Whacker 2.0. With improved blades and more, you can feel the power of nasty nose, annihilation in the palm of your hands. Save money and attacks your nose and hear ears hairs by going to manscaped.com and using the code CLUB at 22 to get 20% off and free shipping. Our friends over at Manscaped are helping you enjoy Springs Air Fresh Hair by using the Weed Whacker 2.0 on your face whole hair. Also, the Weed Whacker 2.0 will be in all Manscaped tool sets, including the Platinum Package 4.0 and the Performance Package 4.0. So no matter what kit you pick, you will receive the new Weed Whacker 2.0 nose and ear trimmer. Let's face it, long nose hair is a major turn-off. Let's Manscaped be part of your daily grooming routine, ensuring no hair is ever out of place. It's time to level up your groom game. Save 20% off and free shipping with the code CLUBAT22 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code CLUBAT22 at manscaped.com. From below to up top, get the best in grooming at Manscaped shop. Your nose, ears, body and balls will thank you. Well done, mate. Now, you got there. You did say nose, nose hairsies, <laughs> which I found rather amusing. Yeah. <laughs> It's like no uh, nose hairsies. Oh, right, okay. It's that much it's that much to read out the manscaped and some of the words they put in at times you, you read it as you, you say it as you read it and sometimes you're like, that doesn't sound right, but No, it doesn't. I, no, it doesn't. That's what it is, I know, the manscaped. I know what you mean. Yeah. But I no, the weed the weed whacker is very good. I have used it. I know Ryan was looking forward to using it as well. So um yes, it was it was very, very good. Um I know you answered that question there, Carney, just as that came up there on, on the Jack and Arfield, Ryan, if you had to pick one of them to give a contract in the summer, who would you pick out the two of them? I'm being cut throat tonight, boys. I'm going to say Arfield because um, I think I would actually give Arfield a new contract anyway. It's just something that he offers as a squad player. Um, so I would pick Arfield because I want Rangers to recruit um, in centre midfield. So, yes, Scott Arfield for me. Hmm. Interesting. If I, if I had to pick between the two, I, mean, I, I see what you're saying. Arfield just proved at the weekend for me what a good impact player he is. He, is. he came on, scored a goal, a trademark Scott Arfield goal. Scott Arfield's 34 or something. He keeps himself really fit. But if I had a choice of the two of them, I'd probably keep Ryan Jack. And I'm probably kind of going back on my words earlier on there. But if I had to pick between the two of them, Ryan Jack um, going forward. But it'd be interesting to see what happens with Arfield because I just thought at the weekend he showed exactly what he does all the time. It wouldn't even surprise me if a Scott Arfield comes on against Celtic in the semi-final and did what he did last time, because that's the type oh. of player he is. Well, there's a certainty that won't happen, because Alistair's just know. said I've it. Just so cursed it there. So, um, you can blame me for that one. Scotia, what would you... I, pretty know, I know what you're going to say pretty much, but who would you pick out of the two of them? Yeah, if it was just I had to pick one of them, it would be Jack for me, um, because we've, pro- we've got enough players in that area Harfield plays but like Ryan says there I'm pretty convinced now a couple of weeks ago I thought convinced that I think Arfield and Jack are both going to be offered contract yeah, extensions probably. at the end of the season yeah probably mate and pro- probably Al McGregor Steve Davis <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'll be too far <laughs> and, then, and then we'll have John Bennett coming out saying it's the strongest squad we've ever had at Rangers yeah, probably <laughs> <laughs> strap yourselves in for it um <laughs> Aye, <laughs> uh, no, Vince, is he going from? Uh, just before we got into the pressure, 
couple of emails have dropped. Edmondson House, Carney, we've been in Edmondson House twice now. I mean, we've kind of mm-hmm. sung its praise. We can see it, how it's going to be a moneymaker. This weekend, they have a season ticket event on Saturday and Sunday. Just for season ticket holders only, you need to, they'll scan your season tickets. You go in, there's going to be food stalls, there's going to be players, interviews, there's going to be people to ask questions about in terms of customer services, ticket inquiries, etc. They're showing the Aberdeen game afterwards as well. And we also got an email today about a My Gears event for the King's Coronation they're doing there. This Edmondson House car, it's not been open long, but you can quickly see now that it's going to be a good moneymaker for Rangers us. Yeah, and it gives them the opportunity to have fan engagement. I mean, yeah. how long have we been banging that drum since we probably started this podcast? We've been banging on about that. So, no, it's a good thing. It is if it's for you and it's something you want to do. It's always good to be able to take um, kids and that along to these kind of things. Do you know what I mean? Give them a bit of an experience of it and um, obviously you get to see Irix at the same time and that kind of thing. So, no, as I say, I think it's a good thing and you can see the way that we're where the thinking is behind it. Behind it, <clears throat> it's cost the club a lot of money, Edmondson House. But I still, I still understand why they have done it. I, I know it's going to take time for us to recoup that money, but things like this, people spending money that the club are going to benefit from, they're going to make money from. Um, I still stand by the last time I was in the club shop that was in Edmondson House needs work. It's not good enough. Um, I didn't think it was great. Don't understand why it's over two levels. I thought it was a bit. I, I don't know a bit patch job really more than anything else um, and obviously we're still to have the, the museum whenever that goes so when is the museum going to be? <laughs> don't know not sure. No, I think I don't it's know. this summer it'll oh, be opening, but you know. right, okay, this summer. So again, that'll be another thing that I'll love. I would love. I'll love to go and see that. I will go and do that. I'll even if I'm I'm paying or whatever it is, and um, I'm sure everybody will. It'd be a, it'd be a great thing to walk around and see. I'm sure, and hopefully, it's done correctly. But um, yeah, I, I get it, mate. I do understand it. I get why they're doing it at Edmondson House, and it's a good thing. As I say, it's not for me personally. I, I probably won't go. I'm almost certain that I won't go. Uh, it's not really for me, but. I'm I'm all for it if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I just I it's it's quite I, I like what they're doing in terms of this weekend. I think it's good. I, I think us as Rangers fans have said for ages that we, we can't get any. Well, you, there's no customer services. Well, previously when you sent an email, it was it could take. Well, they might not even get back to you. There was nobody to speak to if you had a problem, basically. And it, it's good that they're listening. Um, they've got the new guy, and I'm sorry I forgot his name, who's the head of customer services. It's overseeing a team now. I mean, I had an experience this week. I emailed Rangers about um, my semi-final ticket because it hadn't arrived. And I know you boys got yours last week. Hadn't arrived. Mine hadn't arrived with a, a week after yours, Carney, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so I emailed about it because I know you can get a reprint at hand, and I thought it might get lost in the post. Emailed on Friday, and they got back to me on the Saturday. Less than 24 hours they get back to me. Um, and I was well informed with what happened, my ticket, etc. And it, it arrived, it arrived, but that is much better from what I'm doing. Ryan, I know you've, I don't think you've been in Esmond House for a match day yet in terms of getting a pint and that, but can you see it the way me and Carney can see it as a bit of a moneymaker going forward with what they're doing? And it's good what they're doing this weekend too. Yeah, I think it's, it's definitely a positive. I've I bang on about. I always criticise the club when they come out with these fan engagement surveys and feedback and I've heard it for forever since the 90s I've heard this from Rangers and 
they never take on board. It's a box tick exercise for me, and it always has been. So I'm very pessimistic. You'll be surprised to hear about these things. <laughs> However, I have seen a huge change in the club probably the past three, four, five months. I have seen something change, whether that's a new customer service guy coming in. I don't know what it is, but I have seen a, a change in terms of my experiences with the <clears throat> ticket centre. I've seen that change as well. I had an email the other day there. I was looking for a seat move uh, for my season ticket next year and, and the email went back in the same day. And I thought, you know, that mailbox must be absolutely mobbed at this point where it's re- uh, season ticket renewal, uh, season ticket renewal window. And they got back to me the same day, which I thought was brilliant. Customer service actually exceeded my expectations. I expected it to be 48 hours, 72 hours. So there's definitely a change um, in that. And sessions like this for season ticket holders to actually go and speak to people face-to-face. And this, is it Saturday and Sunday they're doing it? Yeah, two days ago. Yeah, that, yeah. That's great. That is, that, more of that, please, because Rangers fans, I think that frustrates us as, as, as season ticket when you can't get MD on the phone and then you phone up and you say, oh, no, we've actually been the ticket centre. We've got a physical ticket centre, but actually it's a customer service centre down in England and it's people who know nothing about Rangers and you're like, nah, this is not good enough. So, yes, the club seem to be finally making steps to to give decent customer service and I am, um, yeah, I've not been in Edmonton House yet. I do want to go in and experience the experience the pints, mate. I've heard they're good, they're, they're half decent and the, the prices are all right. I think the prices you told me are, that's going right for me. I'd, I'd pay that. So no doubt there'll be one game where I've not got a car up and um, before the end of the season, I'll, I'll probably meet you in there. I'm usually out by half time these days, boys, but I'm sure I'll, I'm sure I'll hang about for an extra half an hour to wait for news. <laughs> Oh, don't be saying that, Ryan. They'll be coming for you in this podcast even more if you're one of them that leaves before full time. <laughs> Every week. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I mean, Scotia, I mean, we've been in the last two home games there and it, it, it was good in terms of it. it. We went in for a pint, it let the traffic die down. We come out, we jumped in the bus, we're back in the Viceroy and it was, it just it made the day even better for us. It's a bit lazy, to be honest, from us, but it was good that that way. But as a man that helped build Ed- Edmondson House Scotia with your um, lifetime membership that you have there, you are cutting the red ribbon when the museum opens as well. There's a, an exclusive for everyone. Scotia will be there. But um, <laughs> what is your thoughts on the, this weekend's events in terms of um, Edmondson House? Yeah, I think it's a very good thing, like Ryan says. He says pretty much how I feel about it, that the club need to be doing more of this and having this space here allows us to do that because where could they really do it prior to this? So I think it's a great wee thing. It's not, again, like Carney, it's not something for me. I don't really need to go. I think potentially more aimed at folk maybe that are waiting on season tickets or going in to inquire about things. It might be better for them. The Sunday one does sound decent as well and I would go along if I wasn't working, you know, first thing in the Monday, just given the time of the kickoff. But um, aye, they're making good use of it. When we've been, and I was a wee bit worried that it was going, you were going to go in and it was going to be rammed and you couldn't move yeah. about. But every time we've been in, it's been, you know, f- been able to move about freely. You're not waiting long for your pint. You're not waiting long for food or coffees if you're going for them. So, no, it's been great. I know there's been Trump. I've seen some moaning, as you always do. It's Rangers. We need to find something to moan about. And there has been people moaning about Edmondson House that all this money should be sent in the, spent on the first team and things like that. That's so short-termism for my kind of liking. This, we've been screaming out that we need a museum. We need something like yeah. this for ages. We've got it now. Um, and it's, you know, it's only just open. So I think it'll be great for years to come. And then also we've got the other sports bar opening up in the old 
the old shop as well. So yeah. yeah, so we're getting. I think we're, Rangers are doing what they need to be doing, and then improving sort of customer engagement and things like that. Like Ryan says. Yeah, no, it's a good point, Scotia. Uh, yeah, Rangers have invested heavily to to make Esmond House, but in the long run, it's a money money uh, generator that will impact on the park and help us sign players. So, um, yes, I think it's a positive going forward. But anyway, on to Aberdeen, the presser today. I've went through it a wee bit. The one I always look for is injuries, who's available. Out of all those players that were injured last week, the only one available is Scott Wright. Um, the rest of them, Goldson and Ryan Kent, should, well, he said we'll be back for Sunday next week, which is a positive. I know Ryan said he when he play Kent next Sunday, but he's back anyway. Cholak is touch and go, which to, to me sounds he's not going to be available next week. And Ryan's Turkish delight, Yilmaz, there was no update in him at all, which gives me the utter fear with him going forward. Also said he took in a game in Rome on Sunday. Scotia, you're probably the man to tell me what game that was. Um, Roma Udinese. There we go. So he's been looking at one of the players there. Scotia can probably tell me what player he was looking at too. So um, There's a few. I can discuss them if you want. <laughs> no, that's another podcast, Scotia. We're, we're into 47 minutes here, but... Um, he was asked about it, but he says he loves recruitment and looking at new players. He also said on the Ryan Kent situation, which we've touched on, there's just kind of no news on Ryan Kent. But he did say in terms of these players, there's one or two pretty much not far away, to be honest, um, that he's hopefully get over the line, which is interesting to see who, who these will be in the, the coming weeks. So that was interesting, I thought, in the presser. And... Um, Todd Cantwell was the player today, so I don't take much from that. But, Carney, what did you take for today? Obviously, the injuries is a... The Yilmaz one gives me that I fear. Um, but in terms of Michael Buell going and meeting players for next season? Quite I, I, for next season. I really, yeah, I really like it. I like his approach to it. I really do. I, I secretly think... Within him, he's not happy because he, pro- he probably did have quite a good relationship with Ross Wilson. Let's not be quiet about that. He, they they were probably working great together, but I think he's maybe thinking to himself, "I've got freedom here. I've got a bit of freedom to pretty much do what I want and go and meet these players and fly to Rome for a night to watch a football and stuff like that." Like, um, I I quite like his approach to it. I really do. I like that he wants to sit in front of the player. He's not leaving it to somebody to sit in tick boxes and then he meets the player when he walks through the doors. I, I like that he wants to meet them beforehand and have a face to face conversation with them. That's very refreshing for for him to say that, and it's 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 exciting going forward. Scotia, who was he looking at? Give me a few. Well, names. there's a few. Well, TJ Balotti. Yeah, striker Balotti. Um, that he wouldn't happen these days. Balotti's on a free. He's out of contract. End of season. And he goes to score 29. On this season, he's not been great because Tammy Abram hasn't been in front of him. <laughs> I think he's scored 29. I think he's only scored three this season, but he's not, oh, he's only played he's like mad. he's not played many games. He was brilliant when he was at Torino, though, a few years now ago, but when he kind of first broke onto the scene. But I, I would like Bellotti, but there's Chris Smollin was out of contract as well, center defender. Oh, he'll be mega probably a bit too the... old for me. People were saying in the chat that he signed a new contract or something. Well, I, I don't know if that's true. An extension. Uh, there's a few contract. others out of contract, but they're all kind of like we we nailed them, but they're all too old for me. So I think they've got um, Bellotti out of contract because I don't think it'll be Pellegrini. 
or Abraham or um, Gabala because we'll never afford them. So. Very much doubt it, mate. Yes, very much doubt it. Uh, no, that's, that's interesting. It's good. It's nice that he's. It's nice that he's in Italy. Do you know what I mean? Doing it, and it's like an Italian player, and like oh, they played in the Italian league, and we're looking into that market now, and there could be something that we could get a steal on, and whatever else. So no, I'm excited by it. As I say, obviously, it's all helped by the fact that Bill's really excited about it, by it all, and keeps telling everybody how excited he is by it all. But we just need to hope that his excitement levels are the same as ours once we see who he's going to sign. But no, I like his approach, that mate. Yeah, Ryan, you've said that um, you'd prefer Michael Beale to keep his cards closer to his chest. Uh, when he says things like this, it gets Rangers fans excited. He's 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 kind of promised Rangers fans that the summer is going to be an exciting time in terms of players coming in. I just hope it doesn't bite him in the arse when players come in and folk go, oh, Christ, is it him we're signing? I mean, one I thought of today is, and it's an obvious link, I don't know if he's out of contract, Scotia, plays for London Dykes. Lyndon Dykes uh, plays for QPR. Obviously, Beale was the manager. That's an obvious link. But what's your thought on Beale's, what he was saying? And also, I want to just quickly ask you and Yilmaz, do you have the fear? I know you said a couple of weeks you had the fear, but no, no update on him again. Aye, so... Um, uh, Yilmaz. Oh, Scotia. Is it Scotia? You've been asking. That was you, right? No, maybe it's you. I wasn't listening. Oh, sorry, I was you, I never speaking to. <laughs> okay, um, aye, but uh, Yilmaz is definitely a concern. Um, I don't think have they been specific in the press conference about what Yilmaz's injury is? Is it is it the hamstring again, or is it not? Don't not said. So that's that's worrying for me. Um, with Yilmaz, but <clears throat> I think you'll probably know before the end of the season whether that's legitimate or not. Um, let's hope it is, and it's just a. It's just something he needs to get through. Um, in terms of Bill's press conferences and he talks about transfers, I'll be honest, boys, I cringe about it. I I don't want him to be that forward. I don't I think I think that he's you can tell he's new in the job in terms of being the manager the manager of a team. He comes across as a coach. I don't want my manager giving his cards away, which he does. I, um regularly when he's talking about transfers in January, he said they were bringing two Premier League players in. Didn't happen. You know that what I like. They're all over it in social media, clips of it everywhere. Just that's nice. You went to a Roma game. That's nice. If we are looking at players like that, let's just wait till the scarf's above the head and they're at the door, and then I'll get excited. Um, I am also, I also think I think looking at players that play with Roma feels like a dream for me because they have got a good squad, top team in Italy. If we can secure a player like that, then. I'll be very, very happy. And Belotti, I, I didn't know he was still with Roma. I totally lost track with him. I remember seeing him a while back and he was he was brilliant. So that might be the type of player we're looking at. Somebody just needs to rejuvenate their career again. But then again, wages, there's this, something in my head that's saying, how can we afford these wages? We surely can't afford someone that's on, I'd imagine he's on 40, 50, something like that probably. How do we afford that? But, yeah, and with Bill, I just want him. I'm, I'm pissing all over the fire, all over the fire here, mate. I just want him to be a bit more reserved in terms of talking about transfers and just wait till the scarf's above the head. And I believe it's what we're going for in the summer, mate. That's all it is. Yeah, I just hope in the summer we're all sitting here going, "Well, this looks good. This looks good." But I will wait. <laughs> Scotia, um, you're seeing the presser, and obviously the one I was talking about there. You've probably seen a lot of them watching Scotland. 
Lyndon Dykes out of contract, QPR obviously. He's not for me, if I'm being honest, but you've seen more of him than I have. What's your thoughts on the presser and Lyndon Dykes as a, as a possible rumour that is floating about? For me, if we were to get Lyndon Dykes, we would need to play two up top. I think you need someone up beside Dykes to get the full, full amount out of him because the way he plays with Scotland, he's kind of up there by himself and you're holding that a wee bit more defensively. You know, when Scotland are playing, if Rangers are playing, that the type of player like Dykes, you need someone beside him. I think to help you know go with like a more, more traditional four four two, or even if we go to the, the three five two. Um, but the Dykes has been mentioned an awful lot ever since he left to go down to QPR from yeah. Livingston. He's always been mentioned with us, so I think that'll be one of these players that'll now continuously be, be linked with Rangers anytime we're looking in that position or he's changing clubs. But as I say, I think if we're signing him, I would still want another attacker to play beside him because he's far too different. From Morelos for me as well. No, that's a good insight because, as we say, I don't watch London Dykes, so I've seen him obviously before, but you obviously see him with Scotland. So, yeah, but Aberdeen, uh, Michael Beale was um, slaughtered by Hearts fans not that long ago when he said Aberdeen were the third biggest team in Scotland, I think. At the time, Aberdeen were faltering. And look at Aberdeen now, they are sitting third in the league at the moment. They are five points ahead of Hearts. Hearts have lost their last five games. Obviously, get rid of their manager. Aberdeen have won six games in a row under Barry Robson. He's only been defeated once. I can guess. You can all guess the team that defeated Aberdeen in that one game. I won't say who it is. <laughs> but it's some. It's it's a it's a phenomenal return by Barry Robson. He's been given the job to end of the season by Aberdeen. He's getting a tune out of certain players. So one player that Ryan likes is a man Duke up front. Um, Miofsky as well. Duke has scored five in the last four. Ryan, um, Aberdeen, you've got to say they're in some run of form at the moment, Aberdeen. Um, I've got them in my cup most weeks at the moment because they are winning. They'll fancy themselves on Sunday. Aye, well, I'm fair doubt they'll come out of the traps, I think, and have a right good go at it. Robson's obviously got them playing. It's quite out of the blue for me because Aberdeen were struggling uh, quite badly for, for the long period of the season. So it's came out of blue a bit, but at the same time, when, I, when I've seen Aberdeen at Ibrox, I've thought, you know, they've got some decent players at Aberdeen. Like, I rate that boy, Duke. The boy that plays, I keep forgetting his name, I think it's Leighton Clarkson that's on loan from Liverpool. He's another one, mate. I would I would be asking a question about that boy. Not as, not as maybe a first-teamer, but I think he scored a volley against us the last time. Um, another decent player and uh, the other striker up front, what do you call him again? His name's escaped, is it? Yeah, he's half decent as well. So they've got. I think. I think they were struggling under Jim Goodwin um, a bit. So they've obviously brought Robson and he's got them playing. And yeah, this is obviously they'll look at this as their cup final. They like to pretend this is a huge rivalry and this is the biggest game of the season in Scottish football. And it's just another game for us, really, on on Sunday. Um, but I do expect them to come flying at us. So it'll be a test of our. Test of our attitude and a test of these these players' attitude. Yeah, can't. even even those supporters, we think it's all about this this game uh, next week. For Aberdeen, it will be all about Sunday. They'll be they'll definitely go for us, mate. Yeah, can Aberdeen? This is their cup final or the four cup finals they have a year against us. Um, the last game will stick in their minds with the Scott Arfield two goals. 
I, I agree with Ryan. I think they'll come out flying, flying against us on, on Sunday. And I, like I say, I honestly think they'll fancy themselves, and quite rightly so, because they're in some run of form at the moment. They are. They're playing. They're playing. They're playing well. They've kind of saved their season, and it shows that they're the fourth worst team in the league for goals against. Um, so it shows you what kind of turnaround job their new manager has had. Um, quickly, Brian as well, thank you very much for the donation, mate, through the Super Chat, mate. Really do appreciate that. Thank you so much, mate. Um, and he's a member also, so yeah, thanks very much, mate. But that, this is this is all Aberdeen live for. This is why Aberdeen fans buy season tickets, mate, is so they can watch Aberdeen play Rangers, so they can still live in their make-believe land that they're somehow our rivals. Um, this is this is what they do. It's It's... It's always build as a, a tough ground to go, and yeah, um, I do expect Aberdeen to be to be feeling rather confident about things. Maybe not confident, but they'll, they'll definitely fancy their chances and they'll have a good go at us. Could be a, a very interesting game considering the de- defensive frailties that we've seen last weekend, so it's going to be interesting to see how we handle that going forward because they're, um, I, I do like this boy, uh, Duke. I really do. Um, I think he's a great player. It's somebody that I, if I was to pick somebody from the other the other teams in Scotland he's that he would definitely be on my list as one of them to look into. Um so yeah, an interesting game ahead, mate, but I expect them to, to have their tails up. Um but I still expect Rangers to win, mate, as I always do. Yeah, Scotia is um as good as Aberdeen have been on a run of form there. So have we away from home as well. We've had a fantastic record away from home Rangers too. Um I know you take the old firm out there, but apart from that we have been going to away grounds and taking care of these teams convincingly. What is your thought on Sunday and also your team and score? And first goal score. And Justin, you are... God bless uh, thank you. Thank you, Justin. Thank you. Cheers, much. Justin. I like the guys say, I think this will be quite a, a tough game, given that, that where Aberdeen are. I mean, I'm as a wee bit like Ryan. I've not really been paying attention to the rest of Scottish football other than when they're coming up to play against us. And it was only like last week when I looked at the table and realised that Aberdeen were third and Hearts had suddenly imploded. Um, so, yeah, it took me by surprise as well. Um, playing decently. I watched their game against Ross County last week after we finished recording this. Sat and had that in the background. It wasn't a, a brilliant game. Aberdeen were the, slightly the better team, but they weren't they weren't scintillating or anything. You know, I wasn't paying overly much attention to it. Um, obviously, Shinny gets sent off in the, the last minute or so. And for some strange reason, Beale's, Harvey Beale's press conference, it felt like, was talking about Graham Shinney as well, which um, pretty annoyed it was. me. Was yeah, it was. I hadn't even seen it. <laughs> oh, Jim's <laughs> yeah. not far behind as Jim. usual. Thank you very much, Jim. Thank you. Yeah, so Thank I mean, you, I think it'll be a tough game. Aberdeen, they're only five points ahead of Hearts at the moment, so, you know, they'll yeah. still want, they still need to pick up points to kind of secure that um, third place and get into the, is it the Europa League, the third place team goes into Unless Inverness or yeah, Falkirk win so. the cup, yeah. yeah. Uh, unless Inverness or Falkirk win the cup, uh, um, so yeah, looking forward to it. My team, this is a team I would pick. I know it won't be the team that Bill will pick, and we all, we all know which player it'll be. <laughs> uh, McGregor, Tav, Suter, Davies, and Barisic at the back. Midfield of Raskin, Tillman, and Cantwell. Then up top, I'm going with Sakala, Morelos, and Matondo. Oh, Matondo. Rangers. Who's the first goal scorer? Say Matondo, say Matondo. <laughs> Let's go with Matondo, I just to get yes. it around, Carney. Matondo. <laughs> Good fans, Brilliant. Good fans, Scotia. Right, and um, Carney, as he mentioned you there, will come to you. I assume Rabbi Matondo was not in your team. No, he isn't, no. Uh, I think it'll be the, the same team that started on Saturday, mate. 
I don't think it will change. Uh, I don't see it changing from that. Um, so McGregor, Tav, Suter, Davies, Barisic, Lundstrom, Raskin, Cantwell, Tillman, Sakala and Morelos. Um, I don't see it changing from that. I don't really know what else he can do. Okay, I, I, I wasn't particularly impressed with Sakala um, last week, but he scored. Um, he scored, so I think he'll probably, he'll probably keep his place in the team. Um, so yeah, I don't see a change in the team. I think it'll be the same team that started on Saturday, uh, and I'll go two-one Rangers. Alfredo Morelos to score first. Brian, your team and score. I will go back five picks itself. I will go Scott Arfield starting instead of John Lundstrom. I'll go Raskin, Tillman, Cantwell, Sakala. Alfie, <clears throat> and I'll go 3-1 Todd Cantwell, first goal. Ooh. I like your celebrations, Sean O'Ryan. I just I like that there. You're not doing uh, the dance, I, Ryan? You're not doing the dance? I'll do that next pod. <laughs> I like that team, Ryan. I, I like that team, but I would rather keep Scott Arfield to come on in the last five minutes and score the winning goal against Aberdeen because that would really... Kill them. Really, yeah, it'll kill them. I, yeah, it would. I was going to keep my tondo for that, mate. You'll score. Oh, God, I know that'd be a good one for us as well. I just think Arfield, because he absolutely ruined them that day. If he came back and done it again, I don't know if they could come back for it. But I'm the exact same team as um, Carney. I think Lundstrom will play in this game because it's Aberdeen. You know what it's always like up there. He will play. Um, he will play. Yeah, I mean, John Lundstrom for me is one that I would move on the summer if I could. But I think Lynch will play. I think it'll be the same team and I'm the same as you can. I think it'll be 2-1 Rangers as well. Um, I think it'll be a tough game up there, but Rangers should win the game. And first goal score for me is the man for Zambia, Fashion Sakala. So, yes, we have come to the end of the podcast. Um, thanks to everyone in the comments tonight. If you could like and subscribe, we are extremely close now to 4,000 subscribers. It would be brilliant to get there before we go into the old firm next season so yeah if you could share that that'd be much appreciated so lastly before we leave um, I'd like to thank my guest first of all Mr Scott Carney thank you very much yeah cheers mate um good good chat tonight good chat tonight gentlemen uh chat on fire as well tonight uh, some f- funny comments as well thank you to the nations as well and yeah uh, a day a day of no football tomorrow in terms of no rangers anyway and then um, we need to sit about and wait till half four. Isn't Scottish football just tremendous? But yeah, I look forward to the game, mate. Look forward to the game. And hopefully, uh, by the next time we speak to you, we're, we're three points better and some sheep have been slaughtered. So yeah, cheers, everybody. Yep. And Scotia, thank you very much for coming on tonight. Great facts tonight. You yeah. backed a few guys today in terms of Hadji and Ryan Jack. Um, stellar performance as always. Cheers, guys. Cheers, listeners. Yeah, I'm actually looking forward to the game being at half four on Sunday. I mean, it's a good time for me. I know it's probably not ideal for the travellers, and it's far better than a, a 12 o'clock start on a Sunday as well. So looking forward to it. Yes, I'm um, I'm meeting Tommy in the pub on half four to watch the game, so I'll look forward to it. Aberdeen Rain's always a good game, regardless of the situation where we are at the moment. But last but not least, Ryan, you've been called Mr. Positive a few times in the 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 comments today so um, thank you very much for coming on and bringing positivity that's what I do mate I'm not going to take that as sarcasm I'm taking that and I'm running with it um, no thanks lads enjoyed that um, hopefully Rangers turn up on Sunday tomorrow Club Act 22 sponsored player Harvey is 
one point away for winning the league tomorrow. So good oh, luck, boys club good tomorrow. Luck, um, I'll let you know how that goes. So hopefully they win the league tomorrow. So I might see a bit of silverware this season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Good luck to Harvey and his team tomorrow. If they just need a point, are they home or away, Ryan? They are at home to Tass tomorrow. Could you ask for take a it on, take it only, mate. I couldn't get you a brief. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> no, you couldn't ask for a better one to win the league in your home patch and need a point. So no, good luck to Harvey and the rest of the boys good tomorrow. Good luck to Harvey. Um, but no, thank you to my guests. Thank you to everyone in the chat. We will be back on Sunday with some sort of match reaction. Hopefully, as Carney says, slaughtering the sheep. But we have been Club at 22, the Rangers podcast, and good night.